What? Maybe what exactly? It might be a fun thing to to uh to try out, but um to try out what exactly? Uh being a furry. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shenantics uh, with your two hosts, Skanky and M. Cole. We just got back from our nice four-week winter vacation break to celebrate Shenantics' birthday. And how are you doing this week, Skanky? I'm doing great. Me and M. Cole went to Switzerland. Mm-hmm. We opened up some Swiss bank accounts. Yep, yep. Uh, we funneled millions of dollars there. And I shouldn't be saying this in public because no. the IRS is going to come for us. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the spam emails finally have started paying off. So what are you... Yeah, what are, we responded to a couple... <laughs> And uh, the Nigerian prince sent us $4 million uh, worth of gold bars. Yeah. What are you going to do with your 50 cents in Bitcoin? Well, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take some of those gold bars uh, and put them in storage. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to keep the one gold bar. Remember the gold bar that was like covered in blood? Yes. Yeah, that one was. I'm going to keep that as like an heirloom. Yeah. Yeah. it It was weird that there was an s written in it in blood we thought it was an s we didn't it was I th- it looked like it yeah. i mean it looked like maybe someone maybe just accidentally while dying you know wrote something on yeah it, but... they, like they grabbed it with their hand and like the, the yeah. fingers wrapping around it made it yeah we it was weird yeah it was weird so yeah it was... but it's cool i mean yeah it's great it it's was... cool heirloom for the future and mm-hmm. uh we're gonna put it in a glass case mm-hmm. and um, yeah and the shenantics yeah. museum is gonna be great so. Yeah, yeah, definitely in DC opening uh, this fall. I was just going to ask where you want to put the Shenantics Museum, and that was not what I thought your answer was going to be. So, really? Where did you think I was going to put it? There's only one answer where the Shenantics Museum goes. <laughs> Chalet. <laughs> Say Chalet. <laughs> <laughs> Say Chalet. It's, oh, yeah. So anyway. See, that's where we should have hit our money and yeah, Say Chalet. That's true. That is true. I wonder if they have good tax laws. Wait, we talked about that already. <laughs> We were we like, did. can we use this as a tax haven, didn't we? <laughs> I oh, think man. we did. We're really repeating it's shit true. now. It's true. It's true. I think one of these days, <laughs> what we should do is we should go back and like just find a random episode of Shenantics, listen to it, kind of write down what we said, and just re-record the episode again and see if anybody That's notices. a fun idea. I like that idea. So. Yeah, we'll like write a whole script. Honestly, we'll probably won't do that because that's a lot of work. Yeah, I, we can't even do the easy work of just showing. We off. literally can't even just record. <laughs> yes. Normally. Yes. So. so I don't know if that's going to work. I'm always terrified to go into your stream when we haven't recorded for a while <clears throat> because it's going to come up. <laughs> so I'm like. Yeah, I, I know. See, this is how I've deflected. <laughs> yeah, tell me. Anytime someone brings it up to me, I just say, oh, it's all MCall's fault. Yeah. That way. <laughs> I'm not liable. They're perfect. So that's you see, a, and honestly, it's worked out so far. <laughs> see, it's true. It's true. <laughs> this is why I can't stream is because now they're going to come to me and I no, will no, have no. no response to it. So, so this is what this is why you're streaming now. Okay. Okay. Sundays is the Shenantics uh, customer service line, <laughs> yeah. and you are the only representative. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. Sunday nights. So. Um, <laughs> Oh my god, no, Mike's being weird and squeaky again. Hold on. Oh my god, you sound (laughs) disgusting. Uh, We're keeping this in. uh, What happened? I don't know. (laughs) Oh my god, it sounds awful. It sounds like you're like, uh, like in those movies, you're a 1950s commentator. I I got it, I got it. Hey, so it sounded like you were a 1950s commentator for a news program and like someone was trying to hack into the news station (laughs) to like show their rebel propaganda. Yeah, that was... Yeah. 
Hey, can I tell you about a movie I saw? Yes. Can I tell All you right, about a movie yo. I saw? Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Let's do movie corner. You want to go first? No, you you go first. You go first. All right, all right, all right. So I recently got a new subscription. Oh my god, fuck millennials, yeah, right? Yeah, right. So I got I I I've done a really good job, I think, of trying to budget myself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I've done some things. I've taken advice. Okay. And I've I think I've done pretty well. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to take it more seriously. But now, I added on this new subscription service, but I'm cool with it because I use it a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have you ever heard of the Criterion channel? Uh, I've heard of the Criterion Collection. All right, bro. So the Criterion Collection now has a streaming service. Oh, really? Called the Criterion of channel. Of course they okay? do. And let me tell you, it's fantastic. Oh, really? Okay. So last month, every month they like, you know, take stuff on, puts new stuff on, kind of like Netflix, obviously. Mm-hmm. But last month they did a thing for 70s sci-fi, which is like up my alley. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they had a whole collection of like 70s sci-fi stuff. So they had like classic stuff like Clockwork Orange and some other weird kind of stuff you would never watch. Mm-hmm. But I watched anyway and they were awesome. Mm-hmm. So I watched this one film. And it's called Death Race 2000. Have you ever heard of this film before? It sounds like familiar, but I don't know why. All right. So it's the year 2000. Mm-hmm. America is a dystopia. Okay. Okay. All right. And every year, the president of the United States holds a race. Okay. Where there's these five racers and they drive across America. Okay. Mm-hmm. And whoever gets to the end um gets and wins like wins the race gets to meet the president oh really okay okay right now that there's a catch here okay Mm -hmm. this is not just some normal race Mm -hmm. okay because just because you get in first like you get to the end first i think it goes from like new york to la or something like that Uh uh-huh just because you get to la first doesn't mean you win the race okay you accumulate points as you drive across america Guess how you accumulate points? Killing people. Hitting pedestrians with your car. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And each each person has a different allotted amount of points to them. Oh, my God. So an elderly person is is 100 points? Oh, my God. A a regular old woman is 10 points? (laughs) Oh, man. So it's people traveling across America trying to hit people with their cars as they win, try to win the race. Wait, when did this movie come out? Like 1970-something. That makes sense. I always just thought the reference to how many points hitting a person is was just like something that somehow came about in popular culture. But there's clearly some roots in this movie. Like, oh, yeah, no, I think so. I like, like You've experienced this, right? Like driving, like real world driving, especially like if when you were younger, like there is like the, oh, look, there's an old elderly person that's going to be worth two points or something like that. God. So, I've never done such a thing like that. Yeah, me that either. Allegedly. Why would you ever do something like I, that? I don't Allegedly. know. I learned it from a movie. <laughs> <laughs> a, a film. A film. <laughs> this movie was something. There was a driver by the name of Frankenstein mm-hmm. who had raced in like all the races before but never won. Okay. And he like crashed in all these races and he's like worshipped as a god because he like um, had surgery all over his body. Really? To like reattach limbs and shit because he got into so many accidents. Huh. And then Sylvester Stallone's in it. Oh, oh, really? And he plays some like gangster race car driver. Okay. Well, yeah. And it was good? No. Oh. 
No, <laughs> it, was, it was not a good movie. Like, I thought the Criterion Collection was supposed to be like the vault of great films. It is. But it, the, not... Okay, so great is different than important. Ah, uh, okay. Films that are important in the universe of filmography. Oh, is that why like Citizen so, Kane is like garbage awful, but somehow the best movie in the world? <laughs> Citizen Kane's a good movie. I watched it in high school, and I think it was... I don't think I was... Um, my palate was not developed enough. Ah, okay. I think if I watched it now, I might appreciate it more So now. let me tell you, what... Maybe, even if the story of Citizen Kane doesn't, you know, make y'all excited inside, watch the production value of, wh- like, what happens in the film mm-hmm. and how they did it. Mm-hmm. And you'll understand why it's an incredible film. Well, yes, and that's what that's what I was just saying. That's why I was linking it back to what you were saying. Like, important movie is different than a good movie. Yeah. Right. And like, like I think I I understand that it's important and that it was lost on me. Like, and it's like filmography ways. I just I remember it being boring. Hmm. Is that, but I might also be wrong because, like I said, you know, stupid little high school kid. I think we watched it over like three classes in like my film class, like, which is uh-huh. no way to watch a movie. But, um, so there are a lot of older films that you probably wouldn't like now, but like in the film universe, mm-hmm. they're extremely important to the future, like for the films you watch now. Oh, okay. So there's a film that I watched on the Criterion Collection mm-hmm. called Bicycle Thieves, okay, which is probably the most important film ever made. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, so it's an Italian-made film, and it's about a guy mm-hmm. who um, is, like, really, really poor in Italy, and he gets a job as a poster. Like, he puts up posters, mm-hmm. but he needs a bicycle. And he gets a bicycle, and then one day, someone steals his bike. Mm-hmm. And it's the journey of trying to find it. That sounds cool. And, I mean, it's like... It's just a wonderful film to watch, mm-hmm. even if you like, you know, you're kind of like, okay, this is kind of, it's a little dumb, mm-hmm. but like, mm-hmm. in if you look at it from the bigger picture, it's such an important film for the time period, yeah, and why, why, why you have films the way they are now, yeah, yeah, huh, ah, or you know, so why was Death Race an important <laughs> film? Because. I think in the time, so one thing that I've learned, at least from the collection of 70s sci-fi movies they have, mm-hmm. is that the 70s was fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. For, especially sci-fi movies. I mean, if you think of Clockwork Orange, that movie's freaking weird. Mm-hmm. But like, they're all good weird. Yeah. Like, they, they um, I think their artistic expression are com- on a whole different level. That we don't have movies that are like what 70s sci-fi was. Interesting. Even, okay. Even if you look at like how have you seen Clockwork Orange? Yes, or no? yeah. Okay, okay. So even if you if you like rewatch Clockwork Orange, even if you're di- disregard the story and you see how it's filmed artistically, mm-hmm. like you'll see some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I watched um part of the collection was George Lucas's first film, and it's called THX one one three eight. Okay. And it's a fucking weird movie, but so ahead of its time. Oh, okay. Huh. Like, th- there's just, like, weird stuff that you notice when you watch some of these older, not even older films, it was the 70s, so it's not that far off. Yeah. But, like, 
you can see how films developed after things like this happened because these people push the envelope. Yeah, yeah. Wait, 1970s. Sorry, not to like derail us, but um, when when was like when when is it considered like the beginning of like film and like movies and motion pictures? Um, probably like the 30s, that's 40s. What, that's what I was thinking. So, like in that sense, like 1970s is kind of old at this point it's in the first half of like film history of like the development of film history so like i feel like i feel like like we look at like 1970s isn't that old but like yeah i I feel like it's further we're further from the sci-fi films in the 1970s than those were from the very first films like put out commercially sure sure so um, i guess that's true yeah that's interesting. Why do you think it's why do you think it's it's changed? Like why why was 1970s as like weird and like setting like standards and precedents for that genre compared to what we're seeing like now in the 2020s? It was the I think it was the times. Mm-hmm. The 70s was just a weird time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As we were in a weird time. Yeah. But um I guess like I don't know. I guess it was the the artists. It might have been what Hollywood was doing at the time. I mean, things change. Yeah. Especially with Hollywood and films and like what people want to see. I mean, if you think about like movie theaters in the 70s, I mean, people were just going to the movie theaters to see whatever the hell was there. Mm-hmm. And that actually, you know, let actually, interesting enough, People probably weren't looking forward to go to the movies to see a specific movie. Mm-hmm. It was more, let's just go to the movies. Yeah. And whatever was there, we saw. Yeah. So it opened it up more for like kind of these quote unquote independent directors and filmmakers to make whatever the hell they wanted. Interesting. Because there was no, there was no like uh, people searching out. And it probably changed in the 80s, you know, mm-hmm. when like kind of more blockbuster films came out, like Terminator and like. I don't know what else came out. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, mm-hmm. you know, Back to the Future. Then, then you start having kind of like huge Hollywood blockbusters that people are going out and seeing. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if, like, on like that theory, I wonder almost if, like, the eighties kind of, in some ways, ruined what the internet could have brought us back to. Like, if you think about like kind of like the seventies can do weird stuff because they had a captive audience, like type, like not exactly. That's what your thing was, but like kind of along that line, like uh-huh. with the two thousands and forward, the internet did it in a different way where there was low risk in putting in like trying and putting out stuff because you can now distribute out to an audience without having to worry about filling a theater. But Mm -hmm. then we kind of have what happened in the 80s, 90s to say, but if you're going to put something out, like try and cater to what an audience likes. You know, it's almost like the damage was done that that is the principle we took out of it is that we took out that instead of try weird stuff and make cool things. Yeah. 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 But I think we're slowly getting back to this um, idea of making weird shit. Yeah. I think. I think the 90s hit us hard. Yeah. <laughs> with shit that was like... And, and even the early 2000s where people were making stuff for audiences and catering to audiences and what they wanted. I feel like the early but, 2000s was worse than the 90s in doing that. Yeah. 
Probably. But I think we're coming back to a time where it's like a lot of art house. Okay. Um, like, I mean, A24 is pretty much everything they make is not catered to audiences necessarily, but audiences love it. Wait, what's A24? Because it's like the production company and distributor. I've never heard of A24. I don't know who this is. Oh, well, they make like, they've, okay, let's, I'll, I'll give Sorry, you the, the list of films that you might have not heard of, but A24 I love films. A24. Ooh, Lady Bird. Yeah, so they came out with Lady Bird. They came out with, uh, fuck, why can't I? E24. Okay, I don't want to look up the motorway in Austria. The Lighthouse? Lighthouse, that's big. Yeah, 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 yeah. A24 company. Okay. So they're big ones. Hot Summer Nights. Did that? I didn't know they did Bling Ring. Interesting. Lady Bird. So Uncut Gems, that was the recent one they came out with with Adam Sandler, which is fantastic. Oh, is it? I need, I I should find. You are out of the loop. I I really am. I saw a movie, I think it was last weekend, and I think that to give you like some perspective, Sarah and I have been dating for over a year, and that is the first time we have seen a movie in a theater together. Jesus was last Christ. week. I know, and she's like a big film person, so I feel I feel like I've not been good for her in this relationship. What movie did you see? We saw Little Women. Oh, fantastic! Oh, so incredibly good. So Love that good. film, so good, so good. Um, do you remember last year? I don't no. think I had seen. I completely don't remember at all last year. I don't think I had seen a single Best Picture nominee, and I've seen three of them so far. The this year that's up pretty to this good i know i feel like i'm i still need to see that 19 something where that's oh i saw that that's next on my list i've seen marriage story the irishman and uh little women see i haven't committed to irishman yet huh. i know it's a long one but it i really do want to see it and i'm probably going to do it on friday okay well after you you should after you watch it you should text me because i'm I, I want to. You have thoughts. I have. I have thoughts. I have thoughts, but I don't want to say it now. I want to say it after. Okay. After you see it, that's fine. So okay. Okay. But I always um don't watch one film for the Oscars. <laughs> it's like my thing now. <laughs> yes. Um. So I'm trying to keep up the 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 the, the thing, and then um. Wait, which is going to be your one? I mean, film? I've seen a lot. Uh, I'm probably not going to see Marriage Story. Oh, okay. Huh. And you know what? I didn't watch Roma. Yeah, which, I remember that. Wasn't was that the one that was on Netflix? Wasn't that the Netflix one? They're all on Netflix. I, I never watched the ones on Netflix. Okay. And, <laughs> and now... Because I'm always going to the movies. Next year, you're going to be fucked because all the best picture MDs are going to be Netflix. So you're just going to be like, oh, I'm not watching any of them now. We're fine. Well, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess are, part of the rules, though, they have to release them in theater. Oh, so then you'll be fine. Then you got it. So I think, I think I'll be good. Mm. But actually, didn't Netflix not really do too well? In the, for the gl- Globes-wise, they didn't actually win a lot of awards. Yeah, but I, don't they have... But with the Oscars wise, I thought they have like ever more. Do they have the most nominees? I yeah, now. I think they either have the most or it's like exponentially growing. Yeah, I guess. But I could be wrong. Did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet? No, I've not. Okay, that's on. That's on. But on, on the, list. the that's actually not on the list. I need to start my list. Oh. I need to start my list. So. Well, you only have like a week from today. <sighs> yeah. So like no pressure. Yeah, that's true. That's was that the movie you wanted to tell me about? Was Little Women? 
Yeah, yeah, I loved it. It was amazing. Great, it was so good, it was right? So oh my god, incredibly good. Did you know anything about no. Little Women at no, all? No, I did not. Me either. Oh, you didn't either. Oh my gosh, this Dude, is were best. I never read the book. I never saw any of like the six movies they came out with. I didn't know anything. So I knew so little. I just said to Sarah, "Oh, I want to go see this," and then she got mad at me for because she had just watched like the original like the week before, and I apparently From walked the 90s into the room. Whatever. Yeah, I walked in the room, sat down for a bit, and like didn't even. <laughs> know what was going on that's funny anyways but i did like retain that it wasn't until we were like sitting in the theater and i was like wait you said that they made another one she's like yeah they've made a ton and it's based on a book <laughs> they I'm made like, like four or something yeah she's like do you know anything about this movie i'm like no idea <laughs> she's like all right so we went through and watched it um but i think it was actually kind of cool because then we were talking about it afterwards um since she has seen some of the old ones it was interesting to be able to say like she had things that she was wondering if I had picked up on that she yeah. already knew because she knew the story. Um, and so it was kind of just, it was cool to kind of compare that and then also have like what my take is just from only seeing this and hers comparing it to prior, you know, tellings of it. So, uh, um, but yeah, I thought it was, fa- I thought it was phenomenal. Um, I liked the way they told it. I do too. I thought it was, it was, it was, it was good. Yeah, it was very good. And I think that not to be like, pretend fake film person here um but i i do think that they did a really good job in the way they they told the story just like through the use of like the color in the scenes of when they were telling something in the past versus like something in the like present right like Mm. like that was that that a helped as like someone that was watching and that doesn't know the story be able to distinguish when things were happening um mm-hmm. but also if you kind of like look at it in the sense spoilers if you look at it in the sense of like let's say it's like the history but also it's like maybe this history isn't completely exact but like it's going on the book like it makes sense to me that then the historical ones the book ones are told uh, like in more vibrant colors right like it's Uh. like it's like the more like saturated type thing because like that's the novelization part and then we go to current day and it's like a little bit drearier a little bit washed out like i don't know yeah i liked it so it was very good i'd recommend it very everyone should go see it yes yes so but yeah so I've, i've and then um sarah and i found that the amc theaters by us have five dollar movies on tuesdays all amc oh. theaters apparently um so we are we're, we're now cal- calendaring that in says maybe some like tuesday night date nights to go see some movies on the on the on the cheap since we we don't we don't see enough for like to have a subscription like you do but yeah but this will go enough yeah we don't go enough but this will this will be a good uh and now with movie pass <sighs> what is it chapter nine it's, it's either seven right? or eleven usually but maybe it's Seven? nine. I don't know. I'm not a big bankruptcy guy. But yeah, they did something in the bankruptcy stuff. They're oh, like Dunzos they bankruptcy. Are. They are like not like Chapter Eleven. Like we're bankrupt, but we're still around, kind of thing. Like full on bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. Liquidation versus reorganization. <laughs> what do they have to liquidate? We have a whole <laughs> bunch of plastic cards. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> going now. Here you go. Take this. You can go see movies on us, but it's a very limited thing. And by the way, there's nowhere to book it through because we don't exist. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> I I really do like I do think that there's part of me that sees it as a little bit tragic because I honestly believe that in ten years the movie pass name is going to be com- almost completely forgotten, but they definitely <sighs> changed the industry to the subscription model type basis. So 
that's kind of interesting to me. So they won nothing. They lost the battle and the war. Yeah, actually. yeah, it's so true. So, <laughs> like, so I mean, like, well, at God least bless them. At least like the blockbuster name stills like hanging on, right? I feel like the Gen Zers still know what blockbuster is, but like the Gen Sixers, because after Z, do you go into the numbers? Like the Gen something. Like I don't think that they, they're, no <laughs> one's gonna know what movie. Passes. Wait, the Gen Sixers? Wait, where are you getting numbers from? Okay, so when you are labeling things and you exhaust the alphabet, you sometimes okay. you either you have two choices: you either go to numbers or you go to double letters. So we're either going to the oh, Gen A's, double A. We're going to Gen double A's. Going to the Gen double A's or the Gen Unos. The Gen Unos. Junos. The Junos. <laughs> the Junos. We coined it here first. After the Juno, Z, other good film. We're going. To, I I love that film. That's such a good movie. Junos. So, we've been um. I've been uh, populating my Plex server with a lot of movies, so we also have a lot more uh, movies to watch at home from the, our historical. That's fun. Hilarious. It is fun. So, how the hell does your Plex server work? How does my Plex server work? Yeah. Okay. So, do you want to hear my system? Yes, I do. Allegedly, I love hearing your systems uh, that are like extremely complicated. It's okay. Okay, come on. It's not that bad. <laughs> We just spent like 30 minutes before the podcast fixing your microphone. But we have the exact, we, 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 we nailed it down that the microphone problem wasn't due to the complexity of the system. <laughs> Did we though? Yes. Did we nail that down? I didn't want to tell you this, but I'll tell you this now. The way I got the robot voice to stop was I unplugged my uh, compressor from the mixer. Uh, dude, I think your compressor is messed up. I think so too. We might just they might. I my compressor has two sides to it, so maybe I'll switch it to the other side and see if oh, that fixes. Oh, I had to do that actually a long time ago. Oh, really? I might because my that. my one side of my compressor stopped working correctly. Yeah. Yeah, so think, you should swap it. Yeah, I'm gonna try swapping and see if that fixes it. So yeah, that'll fix it. Um, no. So here's what I do allegedly. Um, Maybe it might not be me that does this. Um, yeah, no, yeah. This, I've this heard. Is, this is for educational. Exactly. This is use. all fair use for things and that are, are copyright when, free. When you say that you're doing it, I you, mean you just skanky. mean that people. Yes, people do it. This people way. do this, yes. and it's possible. But we're not saying you should do it, right? Exa- exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um. No. So it's really straightforward. I. I. Uh, you need one or two programs to kind of outside of the Plex stuff. So you just install the Plex server. I've installed on my one only PC. If I was skanky, I'd probably install it on my streaming PC. Yeah, um, yeah. And then you just launch that up, and then you kind of save movies into folders that Plex does all the hard work where they do all the scraping for um, movie covers and titles and all that kind of stuff. Oh. Uh, you have to do a little bit of work on the front side to make sure all your files are named correctly. But to get the files, one thing a person could do is uh-huh. I have a external Blu-ray disc drive that I've had for many years, and it just oh. sits on top of my computer. And if I do have a DVD, I just stick the DVD in. Um, you download a program called Handbrake, which I feel like everybody knows what that is. Yeah. Um, do you know what Handbrake Screech! is? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, I was like, I, I feel like everyone knows what that is. <laughs> Uh, Sarah does not, but um, <laughs> so it's the one with the pineapple, right? It is. It is with the pineapple and the cocktail. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, so what Handbrake is, for those of you guys that don't know, is it basically converts your discs to MP4s or whatever. It's a basically a video converter. It converts your disc to whatever file it is you want or would transcode one file type to a different file type, all that kind of stuff. Um, so if it's a DVD... Isn't you put, it free as well? It is source? also free. At, I think it's at handbrake.fr, if I, if I remember correctly. France. But if you just search Handbrake, it'll show up. Um, Anyways, but DVDs are easy. You just stick it in. It picks usually picks the right title, and then you hit start or add to queue. Blu-rays are a little bit different, and I do the same process if it's a Blu-ray or a DVD. Is I put it in, and I use a different program called Make MKV. And what that does uh-huh. is, is that will take and make a complete copy of your disc onto your hard drive. And with Blu-rays, the reason why you need it if you do Blu-rays is it, it breaks the Blu-ray copy encryption. And so I'll take it and I'll put a Blu-ray in and it takes usually about an hour per disc, put a Blu-ray in, copy the entire Blu-ray to my hard drive. And then I can queue all those up in handbrake because handbrake takes about the length of the film to do. So if it's a two hour movie, it'll take just about two hours to convert. So if I rip all these Blu-ray discs, the full discs onto my hard drive, set them up on handbrake, let handbrake run overnight in the morning, I got nice high definition copies of whatever whatever movie I wanted. Um, and then just save those over huh. there. And then Handbrake has apps on like everything. They have it on Roku, Apple TV, all that kind of stuff, Fire TV. So we have an Apple TV in the living room, and we just connected that to my Plex account. And we go in, and it works just like Netflix, except everything is stored on my, uh, on my PC in the other room. So... Wow. Yeah, so I recommend it. But it's uh it's been fun. I've been we've been watching have you ever heard of this hit awesome show from the two thousands from the aughts called The O C. Oh, the O C California. Yeah. yeah. California. We have been flying through that. Um one of Sarah's friends allegedly was visiting and she brought her copies of the discs, so I Ripped them all to our Plex server before she left. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. Allegedly. Have you seen all of the OC? No, no. I've never seen any of it before. Okay, this is my no, first no watch spoilers. through. We're on episode 20 of season one. So. Has Sarah seen it? Yeah, Sarah's watched it like seven times. Oh, uh, okay. So she's, uh, she's well-versed in the OC world. So Tell her, boom, what you say. Skakey says, boom, what you say. <laughs> Did you hear her? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm called. You'll find out in a couple seasons. All right. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> All right. I'll get, I'll get there eventually. I'll stick through. You'll you'll know. So. You'll know. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, no. As I'm watching it, I I really. I really relate to the Seth Cohen and Sandy Cohen characters and Sandy Cohen, the dad maybe is convincing me that I need to be a father. So. <laughs> Can we talk about something? Actually, you know what? I want to stick on that, but we have a lot of things. we have. To oh talk. yeah. Let's back up to the list. Sorry. Okay. We got, we, we just talked for we, 30 we, minutes about movies. About, and I mean, we literally do that every week, so we could do that any other <laughs> okay, week. Okay, good. So good. there's like a couple things that I need to mention. Yes, I'm down. Number one, I streamed yesterday. I had a really good time. We were playing PUBG. Mm-hmm. And MCall's account was controlled by a bot. And at 4.26 p.m., you wrote in my chat, I'd be a furry. And I think we need to talk about this. Mm, did I do it or did the bot do it? 
No, you 100% did it because you explained <laughs> to me before that you couldn't respond because you were playing Overwatch. Oh, so God I know I know it was you that wrote this and I'm still trying to figure out a way to make this my Twitter banner, but it's been kind of tough. <laughs> I love that. Um, but I, I'm still trying to figure that out. So can, can you... What? <sighs> okay. It was actually really interesting to me that this... Um, that this came up in your in your chat. Um, oh, is it okay? Because I almost messaged Sarah about this three days ago, and here's the, <laughs> I'm definitely only gonna, only M call. Honestly, I'm, okay. I'm going to try. I think I, I'm trying to find it. Oh, there it is. I'm going to send you the Instagram post. Are you on Instagram? There you are. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm sending yeah. you the Instagram post I saw like, oh, five days ago, five days ago. And I saw this Instagram post and part of me was like, like, maybe, maybe that would be a fun thing for <laughs> maybe like, what? Maybe what exactly? It might be a fun thing no. <laughs> to, to, uh, to try out, but, um, no. to try out what exactly? Uh, being a furry. <laughs> The post I said was oh. Chicago Reader, one of the publications. Oh, here we go. One of the local publications. Oh, my God. <laughs> one of the local publications five days ago put on their Instagram a post where, from when they attended a furry convention at one of the convention centers in out, right outside Chicago. And so I was looking at it. And I'm like, man, all these animals are having so much fun. Like, I don't. <laughs> the, I feel first, like- <laughs> the first problem, you said these animals when there are people Wait, dress up as animals. How do you identify? You- if I if, I, if oh you're in if God. you're in your furry thing, are you fursonas? Oh my God, a fursona! Come on, how do you not want to join this subculture? You know, I really want to say that I'm surprised, but I'm really not. <laughs> I, there's, I think it's the contrarian part of me. That really wants to do this. Like, you know me. Like, I just, yeah, I love. This is perfect for you. Stirring shit up. <laughs> like, you, you love this because you know what? You love animals. I, you love spending money on, on a hobby. <laughs> this hobby is probably extremely expensive. Probably very expensive. Because these suits, I mean, these are custom fit. Yeah, these are expensive. Exactly. And I mean, you love, yeah, this is, this is all you. Okay. I'm curious. I'm curious. Skanky. Let's, let's, let's. Let's dream up a situation here real quick. Great. I can't wait. You and I, we are going to the Fur Fest Furry Convention. I'm only going as a spectator to make fun of what's happening. Perfect. While you're going, you're going to be in your fursona. And I'm curious, when you put on this outfit, what color fur do you have? (laughs) I'm going to refuse to answer this (laughs) Because this hypothetical and dream that you're coming up with would not happen. I feel like mine would be orange with gigantic blue eyes. I honestly could see that. And I think I would wear a hat. What kind of hat would you wear? I don't know. A bowler. Mm. No. Oh, no. Like the old paperboy ones. The newsboy. A fedora. No, it's going to be a newsy hat. Trilby. No, I have a trilby. My my regular exactly. person exactly the same wears, as a fedora. You're right. My <laughs> my regular person wears a trilby, so my fursona doesn't have to. But don't you think that'd be kind of fun? You really don't think that'd be fun? 
So in some more serious news, um, oh, M. Cole, what do you think about Overwatch League moving to YouTube? <sighs> For the people who don't know, Activision, who own Blizzard, mm -hmm. right? Still? Mm -hmm. Is that a thing? Yes. Yeah. yes. They made a deal with Google that all their competitions are going to be streaming on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Which means Call of Duty's going there. Hearthstone's going there, uh, Overwatch, mm -hmm. World of Warcraft, yep, S Heroes of the Storm. Is that a game? No, no, uh, they don't have competitions they anymore. Don't, never mind. Uh, and all the other games that no one knows about mm -hmm. are all going to be on YouTube. Yeah. What do you? What are your thoughts? So, as a big Overwatch League fan, I love Overwatch League. Who it's... has committed money to the premier whatever thing on Twitch? So. It's interesting to me. I'm, I'm. There's, I think there's two ways to think about this. There's, there's a way to think mm -hmm. about it for me, but then I also like thinking about like what's happening behind the scenes. Like, why did this come about, right? Um, and I think one thing that's interesting is that it's not just a YouTube deal. Like, it's like a Google writ large deal with, uh -huh. with Activision because it's just not, it's first of all, all of their, all of their competitive, uh, like esports are being streamed on YouTube. Um, almost I was saying, going to say Twitch cause I'm so used to like streamed and Twitch going together. Um, but they're all being streamed on YouTube, but also on the back end, all of Activision blizzards games are being hosted in the Google cloud which is interesting okay. to me. Um, we don't really know exactly what that means, uh, but allegedly that's what's happening. And so it's, and so when I that think about like a nothing thing, I, or does it seem like a huge thing, right? Like if you, uh, like, let's say let's, let's, I think the problem is that we don't know if it's a big thing or not. That's true. That's true. Right. That's true. Cause we don't know how extensive it is and stuff like that. But like, let's take just like the hypothetical that, um, Right now, and let's only use one game. Let's say right now, World of Warcraft is all on either Activision Blizzard-owned services and servers, or okay. more likely, it's all on AWS, all on Amazon Web Services. Mm. Um, that's a lot of data. That's a lot of traffic. That's a lot of information that you're going to move to the second biggest competitor to Amazon. Um, mm -hmm. So it seems like a huge move. The other thing we don't know behind the scenes is that if this was even an option is like, why did they do it? Well, there's a number of reasons why they could have done it. Let's say, first of all, they go to Twitch and they say, let's renew our contract. And Twitch says, we don't want to pay you that much money. Like, like Overwatch League didn't really do much for us, so why are we going? What did they? They paid us something insane. Like was it like forty million, four hundred million dollars, or something like that? Like I actually, I don't know the number. It was it was a, it was an obscenely large mon amount of money when we first heard it because they announced it like two days before the inaugural season launched. Mm -hmm. So part of it could have been is they went to like Twitch and Twitch was like, "We're not going to pay you." And so then Overwatch says, like, especially Overwatch League, where, you know, it seems like every other week the rumor is that they're going to die. If they went to Google <laughs> and Google said either we're going to pay you more, like Twitch isn't going to pay you, but we will. Or let's say Twitch was going to pay them. And then Google's like, we're going to pay you like twice as much as what Twitch did. Well, I can see them making the jump for like business profit reasons outside of mm -hmm. anything else that's going on. You know what I mean? And so like, if you kind of 
like this think about and discuss like oh it's going to do xyz well like oh less people are going to watch because people don't watch it on youtube if like that's your theory but then at the on the back side it's like they made 300 million more dollars by doing this deal like you know i mean it's like okay great less people are going to watch it but they also made such an obscene amount of money from doing it that like <clears throat> it's kind of hard to say that this shouldn't happen because of that sure here's what i believe happened with absolutely okay. nothing to back it up all right okay i believe that overwatch league went to google and okay. they needed sponsors and advertisement and they said hey google uh do you want to uh, sponsor us you know maybe youtube gaming but or maybe you have this other thing going on that nobody seems to give a shit about because you really fucked its launch called google stadia like maybe <sighs> maybe google stadia would be like a good advertiser for our platform and then google come okay. back and says i got let's do one better Oh, let's move all of your shit over to us. We'll give you oh. obscene amount of money. And then also, okay. like, maybe we bring your games to Google Stadia in the future. So we at least have something else to do with this platform that's going to die otherwise. Um, and so I think huh. that's where the nexus of this happened. I have nothing to support this other than just dreams. Um, uh, so I think that's that's what happened. And I think it's really just like a money business thing for me as a yeah, viewer. I'm sure. I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't care actually. Um, I, cause I was thinking about this and like, there's, there's specifics that I care about. Like I like earning the like tokens to like redeem for in-game skins. If that goes away, mm-hmm. that's going to suck. Yeah, cause I like getting that. Mm. Um, I would assume that it's not going to go away, but we don't know. Um, outside of that, like I've, on a daily basis, I watch a lot more stuff on YouTube than I do on Twitch. And the only things I watch mm. on Twitch are you jittery and foolish essentially. And Soraya, like I watch like a few things on Twitch comparatively. So wherever it's going to be, I don't really care about. And most of the time I'm watching in the overwatch league app on my phone and not in a specific service. Um, but so I'm, I don't think I don't think I really I don't think I really mind. Um, and like if a, like if like n- this coming weekend, like six days from now is when the first games start, like to figure out when I'm going to watch. I usually go to overwatchleague.com to find the schedule. I don't really go to their Twitch page. And so now mm. it's like it's like I go to overwatchleague.com like I've done before or the app, figure out when it's going on. And if I don't want to watch on the website or the app, then I'll go to the YouTube channel and just watch it that way. So, huh. so I don't know for me, I don't think it matters that much. I, I can see for other people it does, especially if like where you watch all of your content is Twitch, like then you don't want to switch to YouTube or you might not think to like check over on YouTube if it's there. Um, growth wise, I don't know. I feel like YouTube, like their, like their attempt at streaming video games, like to compete with Twitch, has failed miserably. But uh, everything else on YouTube, like that's king. You know what I mean? Like it's. I, I don't think. Uh-huh. I think it's impossible to argue that YouTube is, like it's. You can't argue against that YouTube is the biggest player in the game of online video. So. I mean, maybe that would give them more growth opportunity to be there, but I really have no idea. Like any guess of that would be like me just talking out my ass. So sure, which is what we do on this podcast. So. Yeah, that's all we do. <laughs> but I don't know. What do you What do you think about that? Uh, I didn't watch it before. And I'm not really going to watch it now. So yeah, 
Yeah, I, I think that's <laughs> I, I, I think that's going to happen with a lot of people. Like, I think that I like I think that if you didn't watch before moving to YouTube, you're not going to watch now. If you watched, oh, yeah, no. if you watched all the time because you just loved it, regardless of where it was like me, you're still going to watch. If you're in the middle ground where it's like I, you like it, but you don't really care, um, you might stop watching. But then there might also be someone else on the middle ground that uses a YouTube platform where now they are going to watch it and they weren't uh-huh. going to watch it before. Um, so I don't know. I just I feel like and I feel like it's one of those things that we'll see. We can revisit in like a month and be like, is this better or worse or how is it going? I just, I don't know. I don't know if we yeah. know enough to kind of say because it is oddly vague of an announcement. Sure, so, sure. Fine. Seems yeah. like, uh, like, hey, guys, we're updating our IT. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. got a new IT guy in the building and uh, he's switching over our services. True. Everyone's yeah. on LastPass now instead of 1Password. <laughs> <And> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank God we're on Google servers now, guys. You know, big, big update. <laughs> yes. Everyone's like, well, this doesn't help us in any fashion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. Oh, yeah, that's why part of me thinks it's, Part of me, like, and part of me actually wonders, like, was this Google initiated? Because, like, I feel like Google Maybe. keeps, like, like with Stadia, like, I feel like they keep wanting to break into the video game market, and they also, like, they are really competing with Amazon for the back end of the internet. Like, I could see them being like, what it's reminiscent to me of is, um, the Intel Inside stickers, right? Like in the 90s when nobody gave a shit what processor was in and nobody knew what processor was in your computer, Intel finally made a name for itself by putting the stickers on every fucking computer, right? That's a good point, yeah. And so it's like if you're Google, like no one knows anything that's running on Amazon, right? I assume 80 to 90% of every website we go to and every service we use is on Amazon, but I have no idea if... Yeah, I'm Google and I want my name to be associated with that. I want Google inside stickers on every product I can get my fingers on. And uh-huh. that's what this feels like to me. Internet Explorer equipped. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, hell, Chromium is every fucking browser on the, like, every computer now. So, because... I don't use Chrome. Yeah. Because now it's it's Chrome, and then Microsoft's Edge, their replacement for Internet Explorer, just moved to the Chromium. Um, uh, what's it called? Was the did it? Yeah, what's the um, the like web engine or whatever it is? Yeah, they just switched. They switched to Chromium. It's not completely rolled out, but they announced it last year, and their first builds out to enterprise computers started last week, I believe. And I think they're going to move consumers Edge. by the end of 2020. So. But yeah, I don't know. What, what, what do you use for your web browser? Firefox. You feel like a brave guy to me. No, I'm not a big brave guy because Facebook. Ooh, tell me about this. Because I think brave has an interest in... Facebook has an interest in brave. Oh, okay. I think. And there was, they were found to be sharing data, I think. Ah, okay. I use Firefox because it's the most secure browser you can use. I, I Sponsored also, I also, by Firefox. I also use Firefox. Um, also doesn't use a lot of... Um, CPU, mm-hmm. and you can customize your Firefox to your liking mm-hmm. uh, for sending data and receiving data and a whole bunch of other shit. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I like their extensions more. Yeah, good extensions that I, I use a lot of them. I I really like Firefox. Um, that's the browser I pretty much use everywhere. Uh, Chrome is very bloated. 
Um, it's very, it's a, it's a, it looks lightweight, but it's not, no, it isn't. And also if you think like theoretically about the purse, the company behind it, it doesn't have an incentive to be <laughs> like anything but bloated, right? Like it, like, yeah, that's where you like interact with everything. Google is through your web browser. So like Google's like, like they don't really, you know what I mean? Like they don't give a shit. Like if it was up to them, they'd be like, I could take all the resources because that'd be the only thing you use on your computer is Chrome. Sure. Um, and so it's interesting. I, I remember when I was in undergrad and like, man, like Firefox was popular, like right before then. And right, like my first year and like, it just stagnated in development and yeah, Chrome everyone really took over. hated it. And then that g- it gave opening for Chrome, like you said, and then Chrome took over. And it's interesting to see that I think at least with more of the tech savvy people, I could see Firefox taking over. But I think I think Chrome has everyone else. If anyone, if you use Gmail or Google services, I feel like, and you're not like more of a tech savvy person, I feel like you use Chrome. Probably. So. Oh, interesting. But yeah, don't give up on Edge though, baby. Edge Edge has the edge. See, I wasn't going to give up on Edge, and then they moved to Chromium as their backend. So you're essentially getting all the problems with that you have with Chrome, but like, not. Yeah. Now it's mixed with Edge. Yeah. yeah. So God, that's just, they just made it worse. I know. I know. So, but yeah. So no, don't uh, Brave. Brave is I, what I like about Brave is is doing interesting stuff. I would not use it as my browser of choice. So yeah, yeah. I've heard I've heard bad things. Yeah. So hey, but they have cryptocurrency built in. Mm. Oh please! <laughs> I think that's snake oil. <laughs> I do well. Okay. What can you even use the crypto on? No, can't you do to, anything with we it? We need to back up a second because here's the problem that I have with it. Okay, I got. We now have to. Uh, this will be a real, real quick tangent. Okay. Um, for those of you guys that don't know, Brave is a web browser which is also backed on the Chromium engine. Um, but their thing is kind of quote unquote take back control of the web and so they are essentially built around having a like um advertising tracking blocker they essentially have an ad blocker uh, baked into it and then the second thing that they do is they are trying to use cryptocurrency like a cryptocurrency base which is their crypto is called bat basic attention token bat they're trying to use that cryptocurrency as a way for you to pay and reward web publishers instead of having the web publishers rely on ads and so essentially that you'll go through and they'll pop up ads for you as like a small little notification if you click on it you earn these bats these tokens and then as you browse to websites you'll then contribute those tokens to those websites the problem with it is, is that they spend this entire time talking about how they want to like protect your privacy, protect your information, and that's why they block trackers, and that's why they block ads, and that's why they do all of this. And then they talk about like the tokens being like, here's how you can reward publishers, and here's how you can earn it, and it's so good for three people. It's so good for the users because your stuff is private. It's so good for the website publishers because they get paid. And it's also so good for advertisers. And they say, because advertisers, we you can offer more target, targeted advertising with um, Brave tokens because part of the cryptocurrency is that it kind of low-key 
sells your data, quote unquote, anonymously to advertisers, right? And so then like, to my thing is like, you're basically selling me a more targeted ad, right? Like, how are you protecting my privacy? I granted Mm. you're claiming to do it by trackers and everything else on these websites. But at the end of the day, like I search, I, you know, was testing out Brave for a little bit, but like, I was like reading different cryptocurrency news and then all of a sudden every one of my ads was about crypto stuff. I'm like, this is, Mm -hmm. this is as bad or worse than what I was dealing with before. The only difference is is that it's contributing to your crypto. So you now all of a sudden now it's supposed to be quote unquote good. I'm like, I don't, I don't buy that. So anyways, I don't know. That's fine. I mean, you know what? Bat is actually doing a lot better than I thought it Like It's Worth a lot more than I thought it would be. I have, I have a little bit. I have a little. Worth two cents. You can cash out your bat from the browser, which is nice. So, like, technically, oh, you really? can you could turn off the donating to websites, and then as you earn it, you can just transfer it to any other crypto wallet that you that accepts Ethereum tokens. So that's interesting. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting, but. I don't know. But then in that case, then it's not you're not supporting the app or exactly. you're not supporting the platform that was cement to stop advertising. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But then also oh. like the second thing is the it's an opt-in system for publishers. So in order I, I mean obviously it has to be, but like let's use for example, let's say you go to the Washington Post. Unless the Washington Post has opted in, if you quote unquote contribute part of your your bats to them like they don't get it until they opt in but if they never opt in then i'm not contributing to anything you know what i mean like it just kind of sits out there in the system and so it's just like great now i'm taking money i mean i block ads either way but i'm now taking money away from washington post and i can feel better because i'm quote unquote allegedly giving them some but at the end of the day i'm not right like it just sits out and it's like assigned to a web address until that person that web address uh claims it so I don't know. Plus, can't can't you only you you can only go on the Washington Post website if they have a subscription, right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe that, yeah. was, that, that was probably a bad example. Let's use the verb. New York Times. Don't you have to have a New York Times subscription? Uh, I think you get ten free articles a, a month. Oh, okay. I think huh. I don't remember. Huh. 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 See if you could pay for subscriptions with that. Yeah, be interesting. That would be actually that'd be, that'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. Right? So. So I think there's cool things to do with it. I think, and I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm kind of a crypto fanboy at times. So I, sure. I like people thinking of new and innovative ways to try and use it. But yeah, I, I think this is a cool way, but it's not maybe uh, enacted correctly or like, yeah, it's not... I feel like there's some weird sketchiness to it. Can, my question is, are you mining for bat on mm. your browser? No. Like where are they getting this from? Are they like, do, do they have a, a closed supply of bat that they're dishing out or I wonder, I wonder, I, I wonder if it's, um, cause if it's mining, I mean, it's using your CPU. No, it's, it's, it's definitely, I'm pretty sure it's not mining. Well, I got it. It was a while ago when I read up on this. I'm pretty sure it's not mining. I think bat is uses a different way to generate crypto. I think it might do staking as like its way to do it. Ah, um, okay. So it's it's. Can you stake Ethereum like based off of that though? Like because it's, it's based off Ethereum. It is based right? off Ethereum. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't know enough about it. I don't either. Really. I don't either. I'm not sure if it's uh. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how the tokens are generated, and I don't know. But I'm I'm pretty sure that your browser isn't doing the mining. But I, gotcha. I'm not positive on that. So. But huh. yeah, 
Yeah. Well, something to look up for later. Yeah, yeah. Go check out, <laughs> go check out the the Brave and Bats. So, um, yeah, and Bat also uh, stands for Basic Attention Token. If you were wondering, yeah, it's. I don't know. I like the, I like that aspect of it. I like. I don't know. I think I think it. I think that maybe has potential, but we'll see. We'll see what happens yeah. long term. Yeah. So. Anyways, but. Oh yeah, so that's all. Uh, Overwatch League moving to YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't really care. I guess. Yeah, it'll be because I'm not gonna watch it anyway. Yeah. One one side thing uh, that Tiny had mentioned um, that's a little bit interesting about this is that China is one of Overwatch League's bigger markets, and YouTube is blocked in China. So fascinating. Yeah. So that, think about that. Yeah. Well, everyone in China uses a VPN, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, well, then you're fine. Um, yeah. So, but. <laughs> I, I, you said that in like such a way where it was like, okay, well, fine, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, fine. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, Let's sure. move on. Then I guess. Yeah. 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 VPNs. VPNs. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Hypothetically, I mean, hypothetically, everyone in China uses a VPN. Speaking of VPNs, have you heard of Orchid? No. The cryptocurrency-backed VPN. Ah. Yeah. At, wait. So what is it? <laughs> Okay, explain that to me. Okay. How does that work exactly? Okay, so Orchid's tokens are called OXT, I believe, and they have a VPN okay. built on, like, it's kind of like a decentralized VPN where anyone's information can be routed through multiple hops of a VPN of other people. And to do that, they pay these OXT tokens from your wallet to the people that you're routing your information through. So it gives them an incentive to route your information. And it does okay. like multiple hops and multiple splits. But on the flip side, it um, there's a voting system built in with the tokens. And so if you are a VPN like provider on the system that you want people's traffic to tunnel through you um the system can vote on whether or not you should be used or not based on like like your latency how like reliable you are and all that kind of stuff and so like the the better providers are higher up on the list so they get more of the traffic and more of the oxt um more of the tokens and then like so the vpn network kind of works on that I don't know. Huh. I don't. I OXT. I think that's also Ethereum based. Ethereum tokens, man, are like fucking crazy right now. Yeah, and Ethereum itself is doing awful. So, yeah, which is <laughs> which is so interesting. Which is yeah, so right? interesting because you have all of this like you have all these like things that are trying like that are developing off the blockchain on that, and yeah. then Ethereum itself like, oh, crypto, man, crypto. So. Interesting, because I looked it up on Reddit because, like, I don't know. It sounds like that could be problematic mm -hmm. because you're routing, even though you're routing through a whole bunch of different um, people, like, you're still able probably to identify the links mm -hmm. um, because, like, service providers and shit like that. Mm -hmm. But they said that um, the white paper that you can multi-hop through onion routing. Mm, interesting. But like this just seems like a lot of work for not much. Okay, hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on, hold on. OXT, which I also know is on Ethereum token, um, they have staking okay. for their token. So I believe that it's possible that maybe Bat has staking also. Yeah, I saw that they staked. So I guess that oh, they works do. for Ethereum. Yeah, coins. yeah. I don't know if it's maybe it's not based. 
strictly like in the Ethereum blockchain itself, but maybe uh-huh. the tokens off of it based on how their like smart contracts and stuff work, they could do staking. Um, hmm. Actually, staking has to work because, um, or at least some forms of that, because the DAI, DAI token does a form of that for their crypto ter- token off Ethereum also. Oh. You know, the last two listeners of Shenantics we have now lost. By going- yeah, I know. I was going to say, like, <laughs> nobody knows what we're talking about right we, now. Skanky are, like, the only two crypto nerds in the world. Yeah, I know. We have gone. You know what? Let's just go read the white paper for our uh, Cardano now, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Let's just like get that going, you know? Oh man. Anyways, did you have anything we else? talk about staking and stuff? You, know? <laughs> you have anything else on your list to save us from what we've just gotten into? No, I, I oh. we ran out of things on my list because I I did everything else. Because we talked about you being a furry, <laughs> and then we talked about uh Overwatch League. And I Actually, accidentally made us talk about movies for like 30 minutes. And then crypto in, in, inadvertently. <laughs> so Yeah. Um actually I actually do I have a quite I want I want your input on something. Okay. Because you play Siege. Okay, I do. And I'm interested in what you believe this mean this change means for Overwatch. Okay. So my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, is Siege had the Siege have hero bands in it. Yeah, operator bands. Operator bands. Yeah. All right. So how does that work? Okay. So at the beginning of every match, mm-hmm. uh, you each team has two bands, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we have offense and defensive ops. So you can only play offensive ops on offense and defensive ops on defense. Mm-hmm. So each team gets one offensive op ban. And one defensive op ban. Okay. So at the end of the day, you have two offensive ops that are banned and two defensive ops that are banned. Okay. And that's kind of it. And so when you start the game, like you'll pick an offensive ban and it bans for your use and the other team's use? Yeah, the entire use for everybody. Okay. And how do you decide who you want to ban? So it depends on the map Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. Uh, and pretty much like what the meta strategies are. Mm-hmm. So for one specific map, let's say, so I guess it's also important to mention that when you're getting to a when you get into a game, it's fifty fifty who gets uh defense and attack first. Okay. So let's say that we're get we have the fifty fifty shot to get defense first, and we get defense. Mm-hmm. Then we are banning attack first. So we would say, okay, what are the strong operators on attack based on the map that we have and what strategies we're going to use? Which operator are we going to ban to stop them from doing what we think the strategies they're going to do are? Okay. (laughs) That makes sense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So one of the big, like, uh, one of the big bans nowadays is uh, Thatcher. Mm-hmm. Which Thatcher is able to throw this grenade that gets rid of all like electronic equipment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what you do is, if you're playing on defense and you ban Thatcher on attack, you're pretty much denying the attacking team um, any ability to open a wall that's electrified. Ah, uh, okay. Except if yeah. they, you have to force them to use a different operator mm-hmm. or a different. Um, a different strategy. Mm-hmm. So there's still operators that can open the wall, but they're it's it's changing what they would normally do. Okay. 
And then you know that, but I mean? then that would also uh, ban it for you when you're on attack too. So you would, yes. you would also not be able to go through the. Yes, but how it works in siege is you do three rounds. Mm-hmm. So we would, if we got defense first, we would play three rounds of defense, mm-hmm. and then you know it could go whichever way. I guess mm-hmm. you, you would say we probably have a better chance mm-hmm. of uh, winning those rounds because we banned this person on attack. And we would be up, let's say, three rounds if we won those rounds. Mm-hmm. So then we only have to play one round to win as attack. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like a cost benefit. Oh, interesting. Okay, I see. Way of doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Do you like hero bands? Or operator uh, bands, I should say. Yeah. I I think it's interesting. It changed the meta mm-hmm. quickly for the game, but it... Um, it kind of changed up the well. Actually, what ended up happening was it changed up the the matches, which was fun. Mm-hmm. But then it got into monotony. Mm-hmm. So like there are just ops that everyone bans mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. because nobody likes them. Yeah, and it's just like okay, we ban them and that's it. Okay, like that's that's it. Huh. So, um, but like I I think it's a positive thing in the game. There there has been some talk on Twitter about changing the pick ban on Siege mm-hmm. so that. Everyone has two bands, but you can ban, uh, like, two defense operators or two attack operators, and like you don't have to switch on and off. So mm-hmm. like you're only banning one. You could you could choose to ban whoever you want, mm-hmm. but four. Okay. Which I guess would be all right, but yeah. I think yeah. those are just people that are looking to switch up the game even more. Yeah. But like I don't really mind. I like the pick bands now. All right. So now I'm I now I want your opinion. On, okay. on something for a game you don't play. Okay, Overwatch? <laughs> Overwatch. Um, have you heard of, and do you, and I, I want your, 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 your input on um, hero pools in Overwatch. Okay, explain to me hero pools. Okay, here's how hero pools work. And I believe this is their attempt at... Everyone's been calling for hero bans in Overwatch for like a year and a half now. Um, And I think this is kind of what their attempted, so their their experiment, this is an experimental feature starting March 1st. Um, Also, I want to say it also only applies to competitive. It doesn't apply to quick play. Um, And so, and I think it'll be easier to talk about it in Overwatch League because we don't know the exact specifics of how it works in regular Overwatch competitive. Um, uh-huh. But the way it works in Overwatch League is that it's a weekly thing and there will be what are hero pools in the same way that like there are like map pools where not every map is played at once. And so in the Overwatch League, your hero pool, it comprises of all the heroes except there is one support, one tank, and two damage, which won't be in the hero pool. And the way that hero is determined is it's determined randomly among the most played heroes from the week before. And so the idea being is, let's say um, we were in a GOATS heavy meta like we were last year, and like your top played support by far is... Brigitte and like your top played uh, tank, let's say is Zarya, and um, you did. We wouldn't have any 
uh, damage dealers in that one. But let's say you at least would, those are your top played like tank, your top played healer, and let's say hypothetically Reaper and May are your top played damage. Um, okay. Those might be banned the next week. And hold on a second. Holding. Sorry, hair bra- hair dryer in the other room. That's um, fine. But anyways, but so then the next uh, next week, like those four heroes won't be playable, and no hero can be banned um, or not banned, but out of the pool two weeks in a row. And the idea okay. being is that it forces like a shift in the meta, like every week, because your main idea like linchpin heroes for whatever meta was being played is now taken out so now if you no longer have zarya you might switch to like maybe a bunker comp meta or something like that but it takes Mm -hmm. it out of like the user or team or player's hands and just kind of like automatically shifts it based on what the most popular heroes are got it so what do you think about that i okay i commend them for trying to come up with something different and like to try to keep the game going Mm mm-hmm but I don't know if that's the right way of going about it. Mm-hmm. What this seems like to me is not competitive. It seems like a mini game. Okay. And I think it would work better as a mini game rather than putting it competitive. Mm-hmm. I feel like competitive, what, th- what this is pretty much saying is like, hey, we don't want you to only use these overpowered characters that we have control over mm-hmm. and we and can change. Mm-hmm. So we're going to force you to use other uh, heroes mm-hmm. because... We can't really address fixing these quote unquote overpowered or meta heavy heroes <laughs> or like they don't have a solution necessarily to fix them. So we're just going to do this thing instead. I-, I feel like for a competitive like competitive, you should be able to have like a pick band system. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I guess. Or have the game like a CSGO where you don't even need a pick band system because everyone is on the same level. Mm hmm. Right? Yeah. Uh, but obviously, like, CSGO, I think, is a lot more simplistic than what Overwatch would be, so you can't really have that because they don't have heroes or things mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah. But um, I, I I don't know if I would subscribe to this because I I don't know. I, I guess I'm under the impression that, hey, if, you're, if someone is co- a competitor and they're a professional and they are good with a specific hero, mm-hmm. then they should be able to use that hero. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're that's they're good at it, <laughs> and that's literally their job is to be good at like that thing, right? Yeah, changing it up, I'm not sure. I'm just a big fan of. I think this is catering to audiences a lot, mm-hmm. like we're talking about with movies, because audiences are kind of bored with like what happens in Overwatch, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I mean, when I went to Overwatch League, the championships, I had no idea what the fuck was going on. <laughs> yeah, and but everything was. But the worst thing is that this won't help though, because it'll make it even more random. Well, this is super complicated. <laughs> I, that was my other point. Is that this looks like something that is like really out there, out of the box thinking, which I commend them for. Mm-hmm. But this is super complicated for me to follow. <laughs> yeah, like I, if I don't watch Overwatch regularly or play Overwatch regularly, which is I'm sure the people are trying to get back into the game. Mm-hmm. This doesn't seem like. This seems like an attempt to get the people who are still watching, that are complaining about like meta and things like that, to like stay in the game. Wow. My question for you now: mm-hmm. What did you think about? hero lock and like whatever that was i love that and i still love that i still think that was i thought that was going to be a great change and i still think that is a fantastic change for the game um 
I find matches more enjoyable now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot less, surprisingly, there's a lot less bitching. And as we talked about before, like a big thing that did come out of it was a lot more of blame the DPS for every problem that ever exists, um, uh-huh. which I just mute chat now and I don't have to worry about that. But as someone, especially going into quick play games, like, yes, you'll end up with a lot of games with Widow, but that is no different than what it was before. The only uh-huh. difference is that now I can play tank without being like, or if I'm if I get put in a tank or I can put in get put into support, all I have to worry about is playing the best tank or the best support or the best DPS that I can, instead yeah. of worrying about having to flex off onto something else just because like this team comp not only does a team comp like it quote unquote doesn't work, like it makes absolutely no sense, right? It gets rid mm-hmm. of those games where it's like all of a sudden we have five DPS or and one healer and it's like well of course we're going to lose whereas now it's like sure. if I want to play DPS I'll queue into DPS and I can play DPS and I don't have to worry about halfway through the game be like fine I'll fucking play tank again just because like you assholes won't stop playing DPS um, uh-huh. and so at least for quick play that I really really like that um, and I really like that change overall a okay interesting thing about hero pools is it's exactly what you said and they even said this they said this is done in response for everyone that won't stop telling us that they want hero bands and so it like they basically said like we are catering to the vocal group of people that still play it what's interesting is they Mm -hmm. didn't get what they wanted so as you would expect uh, there's a good portion of the audience that is very upset that they didn't get hero bands um A second thing that came around with it, though, is they also said they are aggressively balancing heroes now. And so, like you said, like if there's like a meta that people get bored with, like you're like using hero pools to like so that they don't have to make changes. They're also making the changes now. They're like if Bridge sure. is like completely in the meta, like we have no problem nerfing her comp- so that she can't be played like at all, and we'll bring her back like maybe like three weeks later or a month later or something like that. Uh-huh. Um. So I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. I think for me, it'll be in the competitive like the game that I play. It'll be I. The drawback for me, and really the only one I see for me personally, is not being able to play a hero that I really like playing because it's out of the pool. But if the pools are short enough, then it doesn't matter, right? So like if I I love playing May. But if May's only out of the pool for one week, then really I don't care. Like I'll play something else, like another hero, until she uh-huh. comes back into it. So that doesn't really kind of like hurt me. But if the pool lasts for two months and I can't play May or Mercy for two months, like that would really suck. And so sure. I think I think part of that kind of just that depends on how short it is. And I think it could be fun to like see. Like it's kind of annoying when you play seven straight games of Bastion and you're like, man, when I play next week, and if every day I log in until for whatever reason Bastion's finally out of the meta because of a balance change, like that's kind of annoying. It is would maybe be nice. I don't know if it's gonna work or not, but maybe it would be nice where like all of a sudden Bastion's forced out because he's no longer in the hero pool. And then maybe in that second week, some other thing gets developed where like they want to try like a different composition of heroes and that starts to become like the meta or maybe we don't have a meta at all which would be maybe nice too um one thing for um one thing i really like for for the overwatch league though is it kind of fixes what one of my problems is one of my problems and we saw this with season 1 is that your best team 
isn't and who's going to win the grand finals isn't necessarily the best team it's the best team on whatever the rules of the game are right then like i thought it was yeah. absolutely stupid for them to put roll lock in at the end of overwatch league uh season two. sure like that was like why are you going to change the rules of the game when we're at the very end of it um season one when they introduced bridge with in the last stage completely changed on who was a good team and who was a bad team and yeah like that is really annoying because it's like, how do you have the best team for three quarters of the season? And then because you made like a change to it, like now all of a that great team is no longer like the best team. Um, Like that just seems insane to me where with this and mixing it up, like the best team is the one that's the best that can play on anything. Right. Like theoretically. And I think that could help. Like all of a sudden you have balance changes or whenever you get a new hero, like that isn't going to quote unquote break the season for me because just because the entire season changed, well, it's been changing every week. And I think it will also be fun as a viewer to not have to watch the same three, three composition for four months straight and instead be able to see heroes that you never see. Like, Oh, it's really cool. when Farah comes in because she hasn't been played for four months. Like, I think it'll be cool to see that. And I think teams can be rewarded for being able to come up with new and more interesting compositions. So, okay. So I think it's possible. I, I think, and I've having tried to introduce people that know video games, but don't watch or play overwatch, trying to introduce them in the overwatch league. I've realized it's futile. Like there's the, the game is, the game is too complicated to introduce anyone to. It is um, really complicated. I would say, um, you know, even a pick band system would be really difficult to implement in mm-hmm. Overwatch. Yeah, I agree. Um, because I mean, you're pretty much always going to ban Mercy, right? Yeah, like exactly. And it's kind um, of come out to what you said. Like it becomes like a ban meta, right? Like you, sure, like yeah. and so like, oh, we're always going to ban this because you need the utility of that hero. Um, yeah, and so that so I'm not sure how I feel about hero pools. I do kind of like that it's random and in response to what is actually being played, which is kind of nice instead of like letting, instead of using it as a strategic tool, I think is what I like, especially as someone like when I play competitive, like I dude, I'm silver. Like my strategy is literally, can I maybe try and aim at a different hero? And so like Mm -hmm. to have to have that discussion before a game with the toxic overwatch community about who we should ban or pick, like, no, like that that's gonna be that's gonna be pointless. So I would say also, at least for Siege specifically, pick ban is a lot different mm-hmm. of a meta mm-hmm. than it is for just regular people playing competitive. Yeah, yeah. Like the pros ban ops very strategically. Mm-hmm. And it's not only based on um it's not only based on the map, but it's also based on what kind of play style the pros have. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just different because <laughs> they actually have real strats and they, they know the people on the other team mm-hmm. and who they play probably. Yeah. So they use that a lot more to their advantage, mm-hmm. but like for, for overwatch, it's, it's a little bit, see overwatch is a weird game because it's more simplistic, but it's also more complicated at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like it's, it's, uh, it's just different. Yeah. It's way different in how it's played. And like, I don't know if that's a meta problem necessarily though. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like how, how the, like when Overwatch first came out, it was totally different. Yeah, no, absolutely. absolutely. I mean, it was like a run and gun shooter, like Call of Duty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now it's not that at all. Yeah. So. Huh. It'll be interesting. March 1st, I'll let you know. We can follow, we can circle back around sure. to see if I, know. if we'll see if it becomes like roll lock is where I love it or if it's like something I really despise. So. Yeah. 
Anyways, all right, we we should we should wrap this bad boy up. We got yeah, sure. we, we're gonna do like we we're gonna do like a triple length podcast here for to make up for all the weeks. Shit, this, oh. you guys are welcome. Look yeah. how nice we are. Yeah. Also, don't stop your recording afterwards, Skinky, because I need to I need to record something with you. So keep oh. that going. Um, all right, guys, that's been another episode of Shenantix. New episodes go live bright and early Monday morning, just in time for your workday, school day, chore day, whatever you do. We are there to hang out with you every other week without fail. Monday morning <laughs> on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Pocket Cast, wherever you listen to podcasts we are there to hang out with you uh, if you have any comments or questions you can send them to skanky on twitter at twitter.com slash pod or an email at podcast at gmail.com if we also have a discord discord.shenantics.rock so we'll send you over to the discord server so you can chat with all the other shenantics fanatics every week and uh skanky where can they find you on the internet Thank you for having me on twitch at twitch.tv slash skanky s-k-x-n-k-y and on twitter at iskanky i-s-k-a-n-k-y m cole where can they find your instagram and Twitch. I'm at twitch.tv slash mcores where MCUL with the underscore symbol. I streamed twice in the last couple of weeks. Wow. I know. I streamed more this year than I did in 2019. Be proud. Incredible. Be, be proud. I can't stream tonight, though, because I'm going to a Super Bowl party. Oh, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> and the excuses <laughs> have yeah. begun. Exactly. Uh, and then I'm also on Instagram, the same username, Instagram. Uh, it's uh, mcol underscore mcul with the underscore symbol. Wonderful. Wow, I missed you, Skanky. It was good in Swiss, too, Switzerland, bye. Sweden. Where were we? Swiss, Switzerland was great. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And uh, we'll see you with the gold bars next week. All right, can't wait. Goodbye. Cool,